Hey there, it's Trusty. And you know I love sitting at home, listening to good podcasts as much as I love going on adventures. And do I have a great one to recommend to all you smarty pants and smarty parents from the award-winning Go Kids Go team. It's called Snoop and Sniffy. What happens when Snoop, an experienced dog detective from London, gets sent to small-town Pflugerville to train clueless puppy Sniffy as an undercover agent? Mystery, adventure, and chaos! Seriously, the town of Pflugerville isn't Dolesville like Snoop expected, and he quickly realizes that he can't handle all the action without Sniffy by his side. Even when they're able to turn a blind eye to the alien superheroes and villains battling it out for control of Pflugerville, Snoop and Sniffy have their paws full solving wild and wacky mystery cases on Bark Street. Do you love to laugh? Do you love animals? Do you have the brightest mind since Sherlock Holmes? Then tag along. There are already eight seasons of hilarious canine crimes to solve. Search for Snoop and Sniffy on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the International Burping Championship. This year, we've seen some of the most accomplished burpers of all time. That's right, Bob. Let's recap some of the burps we've seen heard and smelled so far. First, we heard from the Spanish legend André Arructar, which coincidentally is Spanish for burp. He just wowed the judges with this beauty. Burp. Outstanding! Next, we heard from Sweden's Sven Oopstetning, which is, wouldn't you know it, Swedish for burp. Impressive. Those are going to be tough to beat. Our final contender is Barry Belcher from the United States. He may be a rookie, but he looks confident. Well, he sure has the name for burping. Okay, he's taking the stage. He's adjusting the microphone. He's taking in a deep, deep breath and... Whoa! That's a phenomenal showing by the young American. If you ask me, just give him the trophy right now. I agree, Bob. Wait a second. The judges are huddling up. Something's going on. Uh Uh-oh. This looks like bad news for Belcher. He may be disqualified. That's right, Bob. Apparently, someone saw Belcher drinking a banned substance right before the competition. In fact, we're being told he chugged an entire can of it. Psst. Hey. Smarty Pants, any idea what Barry Belcher drank that helped him make that huge burp? Go ahead, shout out what you think. Did I hear someone say soda? Or pop? Or soda pop? Hmm, seems like a solid guess. I've definitely burped after drinking soda. Burp. Have you? Yep, let's see if you're right. We're now looking at some leaked cell phone footage. You can clearly see Belcher holding a can in the locker room. He's opening the can. Oh, now he's chugging it. And swallowing. Yes, it's been confirmed. Barry Belcher of the USA did in fact drink an entire can of soda before the competition. A major no-no in any burping competition. Soda just gives the burper too big an advantage. Oh well, too bad for Belcher. 
But why does soda pop make you burp? And how do they make soda bubbly in the first place? And did you know when soda pop was first invented, it was marketed as medicine? Huh? It's time for a big gulp of science and history on Who Smarted? Who Smarted? Who Smart? Is it you? Is it me? Is it science or history? Listen up, everyone. We make smarting lots of fun on Who Smarted? True or false? There's no such thing as an international burping competition where soda is banned. Did you say true? Well, believe it or not, there is such a thing as an international burping competition. Whoa. And not only is drinking lots of soda beforehand allowed, it's encouraged. (laughs) Why? Because soda equals burps. In fact, At the first Burping World Championship back in 2012, the winner burped for more than 18 seconds after drinking two gallons of Diet Coke and Mountain Dew. (gasps) And to show you how long 18 seconds is, it's about the same length of time as the Who Smarted theme song. We'll play it again. Now see if you can burp the entire time. Do lots of little burps if you can't do one long one. Ready? Go. Who Smarted? smarted? Who's smart? Is it you? Is it me? Is it science? Or history? Listen up! Everyone! We make smarting lots of fun on Who's Smarted! Whoa! That must have been one long burp. So why does Soda Pop make us all burp? To find out, we've brought in someone who makes all burps happen. Introducing your stomach! Welcome to the show. Thanks. Bub. <laughs> Sorry. I'm a little nervous. Ah, uh, of course. Did you know being nervous is linked to burping? Oh, it's true. When you're nervous or anxious, you tend to swallow more or breathe heavier. This causes excess air to enter your stomach. Me! But air doesn't belong in your stomach. So, I send it back up and out of your mouth as a burp. But what about soda pop? Why does soda pop make you burp? Soda makes you burp because of a special kind of gas called carbon dioxide. Carbon dioxide? Oh, that must be why we call soda carbonated beverages. Because of the carbon dioxide in it. Exactly. When you pour a freshly opened can or bottle of soda into a glass, you can see tons of tiny little bubbles rushing to the surface. That's carbon dioxide. And if you take a big swig, those bubbles go down a tube in the back of your throat called The esophagus, which connects to your stomach. Me! So what happens when the soda pop gets to your stomach, or you? Good question. After you drink soda, particularly if you drink it quickly, 
the part of your stomach known as the abdomen starts to swell. Like a balloon? Yep. If you want to see what happens when gas from soda goes into your stomach, there's an experiment you can do at home. Just Google, why does soda pop make you burp experiment and click the video. Now, just like with the air you swallow when you're nervous, your body would rather get rid of the extra carbon dioxide gas than keep it inside you. Makes sense. And the quickest route out is back up the way it came. Carbon dioxide gas rushes out your stomach, back up your esophagus, and out your mouth, making a really big noise. Some people call it a burp. Some call it a belch. Doctors call it eructation. Eructation? Fancy. I like it. Hey, smarty pants, next time someone burps, tell them, nice eructation. But wait, how do carbon dioxide bubbles get into soda pop in the first place? Ah, I'm a stomach. Why would I know that? Uh, you wouldn't, which is why I also invited my friend, a pharmacist. Huh? A pharmacist? That's right. Question, who invented Pepsi, Coca-Cola, and Dr. Pepper, the three oldest sodas in the world? Well, if you said a doctor invented Dr. Pepper, you wouldn't be far off. Because all three were invented by pharmacists. Pharmacist? That's right. These soft drinks were originally intended to be medicine, meant to cure nausea, headaches, heartburn, and other ailments. But we'll get to that a little later. First, we want to know, how do carbon dioxide bubbles get into soda? Can you enlighten us, my pharmacist friend? I sure can. You see, carbon dioxide is a special kind of gas, one that dissolves in water. And if the water is very cold, you can add a lot of carbon dioxide to it. When it comes to making soda pop, carbon dioxide is forced into sweet-tasting flavored water. The mixture is then trapped in soda cans and sealed tight, so all the carbon dioxide stays put. That is, until you pop the top and all the dissolved gas races to escape. I see. I noticed you called them soft drinks. And what makes them soft? The fact that they don't have alcohol in them. Alcoholic drinks were known as hard drinks. Soft drinks became a popular non-alcoholic alternative. And when it comes to the United States, we can't get enough soda pop. Question. How many gallons of soda does the average American drink each year? Is it A, one gallon, B, nine gallons, C, 38 gallons, or D, 52 gallons? Think you know the answer? Well, stick around to see if you're right. Hi, Trusty here with a special message for all the parents and guardians listening. I know how important it is for your child to excel in every way possible, especially when it comes to education. Well, thanks to my friends at IXL, you don't have to go it alone. IXL is a personalized learning platform that's transforming the way children master everything from math to social studies. IXL's interactive courses and immediate feedback ensure learning is super engaging and accessible for every student, pre-K through 12th grade. Imagine that, a tool that grows with your child, offering personalized recommendations based on their progress. And we know it works because we've used it ourselves. 
Adam Tex Davis, co-creator of Who Smarted, used IXL to help his daughter stay on top of her schoolwork and excel in her classes. Backed by research, students who use the IXL program are more likely to get higher test scores because IXL functions like a tutor. And whether your child needs help with homework, classwork, test prep, or is looking for a challenge, IXL has you covered, and all of that at an affordable rate. A one-month subscription to IXL costs less than what most tutors charge for an hour. And one subscription is good for every child in your household. Join the millions of parents who trust IXL and make an impact on your child's learning today. Oh, and who smarted listeners get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when you sign up now at IXL.com slash smarted. Visit IXL.com slash smarted to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. IXL Learning. Inspire. Excel. Learn more at IXL.com. Hey there, smarty moms, dads, adults, and anyone who loves great food but doesn't always have the time or energy to grocery shop, prep, and cook a big meal. Well, take it from me, the trusty narrator. I found the perfect solution to having delicious, home-cooked meals without all the time and hassle. It's called Factor Meals. With Factor Meals, you can forget about all the shopping, chopping, or even washing dishes. That's because Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals arrive at your door, ready to heat and eat in just two minutes. That's right. With Factor, you and your family are always just two minutes away from chowing down on chef-crafted, dietitian approved delicious gourmet meals. From Calorie Smart to Protein Plus to vegetarian to keto options, Factor has six menus guaranteed to meet your wellness goals. And with over 35 meal choices and 60 add-ons weekly, your taste buds will never get bored. I personally started ordering Factor meals last month for those busy days when I want a tasty lunch or dinner that fills me up and crushes my nutrition goals, but I only have five minutes to cook it. And Factor 100% delivers on time, every time. So head on over to factormeals.com slash smarted50 and use code smarted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code SMARTED50 at factormeals.com slash SMARTED50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Now back to Who Smarted? So, how many gallons of soda do you think the average American drinks each year? One gallon? Nine gallons? 38 gallons? Or 52 gallons? According to a 2018 survey, the average American drank just over 38 gallons a year. That's enough soda pop to fill a bathtub. (gasps) So, what makes soda so popular? People, of course, love soda pop for its sugary, sweet taste. However, nobody likes it flat or without the bubbles, right? No, you need the bubbles. (laughs) Right. But the reason why you're so fond of the fizz may surprise you. It turns out bubbles of carbon dioxide trigger your pain sensors. Ow! Yep, the bubbly fizz in soda pop activates the same pain sensors as spicy foods like mustard and wasabi, producing a kind of pleasant burning sensation way up in your nose. Huh, I definitely feel that when I drink soda. Hold on a second. Is it soda or pop or soda pop? Not so good for you. 
I know too much definitely makes me feel a little... It's true. Drinking soda regularly or even semi-regularly isn't great for you. For one thing, the fizzy bubbles are hard on your teeth. Plus, it's high in sugar. Really high. Did you know just one 12-ounce can of Coca-Cola contains about 10 teaspoons of sugar? That's equal to two and a half donuts. <gasps> Not to mention, the most common ingredients found in soda these days include high fructose corn syrup, artificial flavorings and food colorings, and phosphoric acid, all of which can have negative health effects when consumed in excess. Facts. But wait a second. Didn't you say pharmacists invented soda? Why would a pharmacist, someone who's trained to prepare and sell medicine, invent soda pop, which is practically the opposite of medicine? It's pretty ironic when you think about it, but pharmacists in the late 1800s were coming up with all kinds of soda pop recipes and marketing them as medicine. It's true. Coca-Cola was invented in 1886 by a pharmacist in Atlanta, Georgia, and was officially advertised as a cure for anxiety and depression. And Pepsi-Cola was said to help cure dyspepsia, which is basically a fancy word for stomach aches. And Dr. Pepper was supposed to help with upset stomachs. This is making me upset. 7-Up, on the other hand, was said to improve your mood which was lucky since it was introduced two weeks before the start of the Great Depression in 1929. 7-Up wasn't its original name, though. Really? What's it called? Bib-label lithiated lemon-lime soda. Huh? Good call changing it to 7-Up. Bib-label lithiated lemon-lime soda wasn't the only odd-sounding soda name. Here's a question for you. Which of these was not the name of an actual soda pop sold in the USA? Was it A, Bubble Up, B, Skink, C, Moxie, or D, Wink. Got your answer? If you said skink, you're right. A skink is a kind of lizard, not a soda pop. It's also not medicine. Fun fact. In the beginning, soda didn't come in cans and bottles. You could only buy it at places called soda fountains. Whoa. And people who worked at these soda fountains had an unusual nickname. One that might seem a little mean today. Ready for one more quick quiz? What do you think soda fountain servers were called? Was it A, soda yankers, B, soda jerks, C, soda streamers, or D, soda spewers? Did you say B, soda jerks? You're right. Hey, who are you calling a jerk? No, no, I'm not calling you a jerk. The term soda jerk comes from a fountain server needing to pull, or jerk, a small lever in order to pour the soda. Soda jerk. Oh, I thought you were being mean. No, not at all. Here, have a bib label lithiated lemon lime soda. It'll cheer you right up. But it's not medicine. And don't drink too much of it. Bup. A double shout out goes to Trent and Gavin in Newton, Kansas. So glad you both love listening to Who Smarted. This episode's Soda Pop was written by Rebecca Ratliff Cameron and voiced by Adam Tex Davis, Rebecca Ratliff Cameron, Sheffield Chastain, Chris Okawa, and yours truly, Jerry Colbert. Technical direction and sound design by Josh Hahn. Who Smarted is recorded and mixed at the Relic Room Studios. Our associate producer is Max Kamaski. The theme song is by Brian Bubbleup Suarez, with lyrics written and performed by Adam Tex Davis. Who Smarted was created and produced by Adam Tex Davis and Jerry Colbert. 
This is an Atomic Entertainment production.